This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour here on AM740. I'm Neil Durning. I'm here with, the, with uh, Naz and Walter. And uh, just a quick reminder to everyone, this is a call-in show. And uh, we have a lot to talk about today, but the numbers are 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Um, let's let's <laughs> talk sports. I was just thinking about that, right? We, we, we had the discussion this morning about the meetings that we normally have, and, and we it's futile. You know, uh, things happen Saturday night, and Saturday night in sports, you know, go no further, right? And a uh, quick question for everybody, like just to get the things rolling. Um, well, we got a few things. It's, was that Carlisle's last home game? Uh, don't know about that, but we've got a few things we want to talk about in sports this morning. Uh, I don't know if our listeners have recovered from last night's fiasco, yeah. but there's been a few other interesting things in sports we'd like to talk about. Sure. We had an interesting week for the Raptors. They had a great game Friday night, a statement game against the Indiana Pacers. Great game last night against the Bucks. Uh, we have the Blue Jays. Yes. Had an interesting week. Great performance from Dickey yesterday. March Madness last night. Great game at the end, Kentucky and Wisconsin. FC's uh, keeping, uh, keeping it on a roll. Yes. And one of the greatest WWE induction <laughs> classes in history. Yes. The Undertaker, Paul Bearer, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Listen, perfect. I'm a little upset about one thing, though. What? The snake didn't get inducted. Listen, I'm, I, I, it, let me ask you a quick question on that before we move ahead. Is Andre the Giant in the WWE Hall of Fame? Is he, is he there? I believe he is. But let's, he is let, let's, let's get on to the important part yes. uh, of the show. And I'm sure a lot of listeners have not yet recovered. From last night's, uh, I'm going to use a delicate word, uh, last night's fiasco. I've got other words and adjectives I would would love to use, but some of them cannot be repeated on the air. So I'm going to ask you simply, Naz, what happened last night? Well, Paul Bearer and The Undertaker (laughs) and the Leafs are all in one. Um, I don't know. What can I say? The Leafs are... uh, a funny team to figure out, that's for sure. They seemed to play with no energy level at all last night, and it was very disturbing watching it because it looked like Winnipeg was the team going to the playoffs or wanting to go to the playoffs, yeah. and the Leafs uh, weren't. Well, there's a couple of notes I jotted down right at the end of the game. As, uh, as you're aware, Naz, last night, we exchanged a few texts as the game was going on, and yep. I, got, I got exceedingly uh, heated a- as the game went along. I would use some of the following adjectives, uh, please forgive me, embarrassing, demoralizing, 
heartless, and at times pathetic. Um, this was a do-or-die game. Yeah. And I didn't see a sense of urgency, a sense of passion, uh, a sense that they really, really wanted to win the game. Well, they haven't shown that even in the last two games that they won. They beat Calgary and they beat Boston, but they didn't show very much determination in those two games. And I think it's just a, uh, a symptom of uh, the fact that they've, uh, they're not good enough. And uh, maybe we have to come to the realization that uh, they aren't. Well, you threw something out there saying that they're not good enough. Okay, let's, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, in what sense are they not good enough? The team doesn't seem to play with any sort of system or anything, or they don't have the players to play. There's some really good players on the team, but they don't seem to Name a few. Name a few. Well, Phil Kessel is a terrific hockey player, probably in the top ten in the world. Uh, you got James Van Riemsdyk, Nazem Kadri. I'm talking about skill level now. Kadri is, uh, is what he is, right? He's not, he's not strong on the puck, but he's a very skilled player. And they have quite a few of those type of players, but they don't seem to have the um, the size up front and the size in the back in the back to. Well, there was an issue about the defense. Now. I mean, like that that, that kept coming up well, last let, night let, and, and through let, the season. Let me let them. me tell you, uh, I was at the game Thursday night yeah. against the Bruins, and uh, I was at the game with a good uh, good friend of mine, uh, Johnny D, and I was complaining about one thing all night long. And it's interesting that uh, Don Cherry discussed the same thing during the intermission last night. Thursday night against the Bruins, on three occasions during that game, I saw Leaf defensemen chasing the puck up yeah, to the point. Exactly, exactly. And leaving Boston Bruin players in front of, in front of, uh, in, front of uh, in the beginning of the game it was, it was Bernier and afterwards it was Reimer. Leaving the goaltender by himself while the Leaf defensemen are chasing the puck all nah. over the zone, and Cherry and Cherry went at length last night during the first intermission, uh, commenting on that. Your impressions, Nez? Well, it's two things. One is that the defense doesn't know what they're doing, but you know they've played uh, a high level of hockey for a long time. The D. I we had a coach back in uh, minor hockey, uh, one of uh, our coaches who played a man-on-man system, and it looks to me like the Leaf defense is playing a man-on-man system. That's the only way that can happen is when you're playing man-on-man. So Fanuf has got a player and he's on him, right, and he leaves his position. I don't think it's the right way to play, but that's uh, maybe the style Randy Carlisle has him playing. Yeah, just a reminder, everybody, call in, 416-360-0740 or toll-free, 1-866-740-4740 if you have any questions. Uh, again, like last night, I mean, let, let, let's look at it realistically. They went from 30% to 9%. Is there still a prayer? I mean, obviously, um, they are the Leafs, um, but those percentages, they don't look, they don't look too good. Like, how, do you, how, do you, how do you figure they're going to walk out of this I'll season? I'll answer that very simply. How are they going to walk out of this season? I'll answer that very simply. Um, our producer, Calvin. Yes. Uh, can you play taps? <laughs> do you have Do you have, do you have taps, taps in our in our in our in our in our, our bailiwick back there? He's, he's looking at it right now. Uh, if you can, that's that's my impression of what the Leafs' chances are. He's a are. handsome guy, this guy. I mean, let, let, suit on. I, I can't see Naz. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I don't see a scenario now, unfortunately, 
where, where the Leafs make the playoffs, even if they run the no, table. No. no, I think 91 points is going to make it, and they, are, they can only get to 90. I did a bit of math last night, and 91 seems like the, uh, the, the point total that uh, will make it. And they're not even close. They're not going to be close to that. Well, if they won three games, they'd have to pass Columbus. We have. To, I'd have to think Detroit's long, long gone. They're not going to catch Detroit. So their their possibilities are Columbus and what Philadelphia. Columbus, Philadelphia. Yep. And the, New Jersey's. The problem and, is that the Leafs. The first tiebreaker. The Leafs are last in. And uh, so, even if they tie for the last spot, they're not going to get in. So in order, we're, in other words, uh, it's time to time to dust off the golf clubs. No, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let's go back to that. Like I, I got this issue with Carlisle. I mean, like you know, were, were we avoiding that or something? I mean, you guys, you know, we had a lot of a lot of discussion about that goaltending, but I mean that that seemed to be something that was brought up like uh, on a number of occasions last night in, in, in the broadcast. The fact that you know, um, you heard it, I heard it. Uh, this could possibly be, or should it be? Carlisle's last home game as a Leaf coach. I mean, um, does he does he does he bear any of the responsibility for the performance of the Leafs this year? Or is it just upstairs? Is it management? Is this guy is this guy just could he did he hold his hand up in the air and say like I have nothing to do with this? Or uh, to your point, Naz, the style of play that they have? Do they have a style of play? This guy's got to be responsible for some reason or from down in, in some way, shape, or form. Now, Naz, I know you've been a, a vocal critic of. Carlisle uh, all year long, and I'm sure that discussion will probably start um, Monday morning, uh, and it will pick up uh, pick up steam for the next week. And after the season's over, I would think there will be a quick decision made by by Nonus uh, in terms of what Carlisle's future with the team is. Uh, I don't think he'll be back. Uh, I think he'll be fired at the end of the season. I uh, called for his head in November. I was, you're right. I was pretty vocal on it. Um, what is it about Randy Carlisle you don't like? He rubs players the wrong way, the way he, he coaches. And I, I think and give, give me some examples, please. Or give me some examples, please. Well, Gardner. He's been after Gardner all year, and you know, young guys, they, they have to develop and they have to play it and, and develop. And a lot of the other teams. Uh, have coaches that let them do that. I don't think Carlisle's that type of coach. He's more of a veteran player type coach, not a uh, young guy type coach. We have a call-in guy. Uh, we have Nelson on the on, on the phone. He's uh, he's he's basically saying the Leafs don't have any passion. Uh, Nelson, you there? Yeah, I'm here, guys. Uh, good morning, Nelson. Good morning. How are you today? We're great. great Thank show. you for calling. Listen, um, I've been. Uh, I was in in the '60s. I saw the Leafs win the cup. I don't know if I'll ever see it again, but. I've been following. I, I was whole, there too, Nelson. I was there. This whole Sixty-seven. Every, everything we're saying about the coaches and that—they've been—we've been saying this over and over, decade after decade after decade. True enough. What gets me is they don't play with emotion. I was at the game last night. They don't seem to have the emotion that's necessary to win because the difference between one team and another isn't so much talent; it's emotion and it's drive and it's the will to win. And for some reason, why can't anybody get into Toronto and give them a will to win? You know, Thanks, that, Nelson. We'll get that to that. That's a fantastic comment. Um, I was thinking the exact same thing, and two things popped into my mind. Watching the Leafs against Detroit the Saturday before and last night. And the, the third period against Detroit the week before, they came out with no passion. And last night, I don't know what happened to them. 
But uh, I thought, what would have happened if we had had Wendell and Doug Gilmore in this lineup? And I'll leave it at that. We've got to go to commercial. Yeah, let's go to commercial. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. You can't prove any of this. Oh, but she can. And does. Weeknights on Vision TV. My name is Jessica Fletcher. This lady happens to write the most delicious mysteries. The side of Conan Doyle. And in her spare time, solves them. The shoes on the body floating in the swimming pool. And they have that footprint. Come on, she's crazy. Like a fox. Clue into Murder, She Wrote. Weeknights at 7 on Vision TV. You have a rare gift for murder. Why, thank you. I think. The war on cancer is not a single fight. It's a series of heroic battles fought day after day. At the Scarborough Hospital, they count their victories one patient at a time. But with your support, they can do more. Saturday, May 10th, help them raise $2 million toward integrated cancer care while honoring Dr. Don Noria, this year's Scarborough World Gala Lifetime Achievement Award recipient. To order tickets or donate, call 416-431-8130 or visit ScarboroughWorldGala.com. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. And we're back. Don't forget to give us a call, 416-360-0740 or toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We have Joey on the line. He wants to make a comment on the coach. Now, Walter wants to finish his thought, but uh, let's bring up Joey and see what he's got to say. He wants to say something about uh, Mr. Carlisle. Oh, it's Tony, by the way. Tony. Tony? Yeah. Okay, Tony. Sorry about Tony. that. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Thanks for I calling, Tony. Yeah. Joey wants, uh, but it's another story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Carlisle, you know, like the other night, he benches Cadre, uh, gets eight minutes, and he comes out and scores a goal. I, I just think he sucks the life out of his players. Uh, so, so, like, 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 Naz, is, Naz is nodding, uh, Tony. What's that? Naz is nodding in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, a year ago, uh, Reimer was phenomenal. Okay, we had that middle collapse on him, but he went on a, on a streak of, of shutouts and all that. And then last night, he looked like a below average goalie per guy. He seemed to suck the confidence out of players. 
And I mean, I remember Carlisle when he played for Toronto. He used to fly. He was a great player and all that. Sure. And I loved that. I was a big fan of his as a player. But as a coach, I, I not even close to being a fan of his. I don't know how he handles players, but it seems like he's not. Players don't seem to like him for some reason. You can see it on the ice, and and, uh, and it's sad. And then one more guy is put up. Like last night, he was horrible again. And he was a guy chasing people around, like you know, uh, for a veteran and the money he. You know, Absolutely. I, I hate bringing up money, but I mean, he's got to be better. Well, let me ask year. you something. Let me ask you something. Uh, do you think that Carlisle needs to be replaced? Oh, Walter? definitely. Oh, yeah. They're not going to get any better with him. It's, it, it, it's done. I mean, you can see it. I mean, they're getting worse, not better. New Jersey's ahead of them now. New Jersey yeah. is tied with them, and they got one game in hand. Well, let's jump on that. Let's jump on that. Tony, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. And I know, Naz, you've been a vocal critic of Carlisle. Essentially, the whole year, I've I've been sort of defending him uh, most of the year, and uh, but I, I, I'd have to say I, it's probably time for him to go. I mean, just the way they reacted in the two most important games of the year uh, in situations at home. Let's take a look at last night's game. They're playing Winnipeg, a team that's out of the playoffs. They absolutely have to win the game. They're outshot. 41 to 25 on home ice and they were listless exactly so i think that sort of tells you maybe has carlisle lost the room is that is that what's happened or or have the player that or the players just not responding in any way shape or form you know what it looks like to me like half the players seem like they follow carlisle and the other half don't and when you have that situation you're going to have problems so look at look at the young guys on the team. Jake Gardner, Riley. They've uh, they're they're talented kids. Kadri's very talented. They've they've got some talented players. Now, the coaching is a big situation. Is a uh, an interesting point. Now, how many really, Wally? How many good coaches have the Leafs had in the past twenty years? Uh, Pat Quinn. Yeah. Pat Kadri's Burns. Out. Yeah. Who else? I think Paul Maurice was a good coach. I think he got the shaft here. Didn't give him a, didn't give him a full opportunity to not at uh, all to to go ahead. And I was I wanted to get back to the point that our one uh, the first caller Nelson exactly. made, which was the lack of passion. And you know sometimes that's a coaching problem, and sometimes that's just a chemistry problem in the dressing room. And we've all played sports before. Yes. And um, Hillman. <laughs> Hillman and, and in various other places. And I just got the sense from this team that there wasn't – it lacked it lacked some definition of, of passion or energy. It lacked a Wendell-type character. It lacked a Gilmore-type character. Dead on, dead on. Some, somebody who wanted to take this team a and catalyst. put it on their back. And that's what I was looking for. The last couple of games when things got desperate. No, you're absolutely right. And you know, and, and nobody nobody put this team on their back and took it to took it to the level that so they needed that the to go to. The dressing was a disaster. It's just well, like, I, it's don't like a I, I don't know. I don't know, Neil. That's, even as, that's unfair. Yeah. Okay, that's unfair because we, we don't have so. we don't know that. Yeah, but we, don't, just, we don't know what goes on in that dressing room. I'm throwing it out to you. I have I have an idea what goes on in the dressing room. Here they let's let's look at the Leafs bringing in David Clarkson and they brought in Dave Boland. Those are two they were two character guys from different organizations. One with the New, Jer- New Jersey Devils, and the other was Chicago. And Boland won two Stanley Cups and scored the game-winning goal last year to win a cup. 
The guys that are running that dressing room, I am told, are Phil Kessel and Tyler Bozak. No way. And Joe and Joffrey Lupol is in there too. Are they the guys to run this dressing room? That's funny. That's or is it David Clarkson and Dave Bolin? Or do they not allow the veteran guys to come in and put a stamp on it? Yes, exactly. Maybe that's the issue. Not that uh, Bozak and Kessel aren't talented. So They're you, very talented. You, you come in after the first period, like last night's, uh, last night's game. I mean, what do you do? If you're, if you're the leader in the room and you're, and you're taking care of things, has the coach taken control or are the players supposed to take control of the situation? I mean, you're talking about a, a, a Wendell Clark, a Dougie Gilmore, a Matt Sundin, anybody like that. I don't care what you think about their abilities, how they react in front of the media, any of that. When they're in the dressing room, that's the part, like to your point, Walter, we don't know. And how vital is that? They looked hapless last night. They were hapless. Well, they, they certainly uh, were missing some key element last night, and um, I think it's a combination of leadership and coaching. I think I think yeah. I think you have to allocate blame in both places, and we'll find out, you know, as time goes by, and we'll find out who was injured on the team, um, what possible other reasons there could have been. Maybe they're just not talented enough. Yeah, M- maybe that's the problem. Yep, exactly. Uh, you know, you look, you analyze. Their defensemen from from number one through six or seven. Yeah. Um, is there enough talent on there to, to, to go forward with this team? Let's ask let's ask our listeners. Give us a call four one six three six zero zero seven forty or toll free one eight six six seven four zero forty seven forty. Now, do you want to pick up uh, on Walter's point? Well, the, the defense has been uh, the sad part of the team all for the past two years. Everybody looks at the lease and goes, "Well, look at that defense." Now, have you seen a Player as bad as Carl Gunnarsson was last night. Oh my God! Really, he is totally <laughs> awful, totally awful. And their D is probably ranked thirty second out of thirty teams. Oh my goodness! It's it's that bad. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're a bad D. Well, the interesting part about Gunnarsson and Fanuf, um, a statistic that I, I was unaware of till you know about a week week and a half ago, is up until they went into this slide, they they had a they were plus 27 or plus 25 quite, or something like that. That's quite like. substantial. I found that a pretty shocking it statistic, shocking. Uh, ha- having to watch them night in and night out. But the reality is Dion Phaneuf had a very good first five months of the season. He did. And for whatever reason, things went sideways in the last month. I'm sure he'll be the first to admit that he hasn't played to what he considers to be his capability uh, for the last month. And and uh, Gunnarsson, I, uh, I would I might use strong words on that as well. But uh, I think Nonus has to have a serious evaluation of what talent he has on defense uh, because it's it's just not good enough Let's from what I call. can see. I'll take a call from Brian. Go ahead, Brian. Morning, 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 good morning, Brian. Thanks for calling. Brian from Sudbury. Oh, wow. Great Hi, to guys. hear from you. Great Wolves territory. I watched I watched part of the game last night, and I see the puck's going out of the leaf zone up the boards. There's three of them watch the puck, and they watch the Jets players skate to the puck. There's no effort. Walter's There's no smiling. Heart. There's no work ethic. True enough. And it's like somebody else will do it, and for the money these guys are making, they're not even – they're not playing – Hockey, like ten-year-olds are, are taught to play. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty bad, Brian. It's been pretty bad. And you, you've been watching them, and you, you see no work ethic. Um, what do you blame that on? I don't know. Well, you know. Nas? Nas? Well, it, it, well, we talk it, coaching. We talk players in the dressing room. I, you know, what's going on here? What's what's the deal? Well, with this? take a look at last year's team. We were talking about last year's team earlier on uh, on break about uh, how they were tough to play against, and uh, the teams feared coming into Toronto, right, or playing Toronto. Yeah. And there was no fear this year. We don't have the house it of painting. Seem well, like the, there's no play. fear because there's been some significant. Uh, changes in the personnel of the team from last year, and you know we talked about this earlier. Um, they they had some players last year that, in retrospect, now that we look back on it uh, from from a perspective from a year later, that were important parts of the team. Number one, um, Leo Komarov. Yep, I thought he was an incredibly effective player when he played for the Leafs. He was gritty. He was doing things that none of these. Uh, none of the players on the team do now. He's going in the corners. He was physical. He, he had he had a little bit of muscle, work ethic, work ethic. Sorry. Um, and the other teams hated playing. And they hated playing against him. Mark in the butt. Mark, Mark Fraser. Absolutely key. On D, played his eight nine minutes a game. However much he played, but he was he was tight. He 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 had an element of toughness that he gave to that team last year that this team doesn't have. Doesn't have. And they miss him. They I think do. we should pick up on that how, after how do, the break. How do, how do we explain Dave Clarkson coming from New Jersey, being a player that is tough and hard to play against in the corners and that, and look what he did? Well, that's going to be a good topic for discussion when we come back from yeah, the break. Yeah, let's go to the break. It was a rainy day when Peterborough asked, how much loyalty is there in the world anymore? Well, about 14 inches, we figure. Introducing Pizzaville's new loyalty program. After your sixth order, you'll receive a large 14-inch pizza of your choice free with your seventh order. You scratch our back, we feed your face. Find out more at pizzaville.ca. That's pizzaville.ca. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. I drove my wife to the hospital in this car the day my daughter was born. Every vehicle holds memories, which makes saying goodbye tough. Give your car a legacy to remember. Donate it to Kidney Car. You'll benefit those living with kidney disease, and that's a memory you can cherish. Kidney Car offers fast, free towing, plus a minimum tax receipt of $300. Call 1-866-788-CARS or visit kidneycar.ca. Kidney Car. Donate. Feel great. An album 40 years in the making with influences of jazz, folk, and pop. Hey, pretty baby, why won't you answer the phone? Easy listening. I don't want to be the last to know. Thoroughly enjoyable. How did we get so lucky, dear, to still be so in love? 
Carroll's self-titled debut album. Available now on iTunes, Amazon, and pnpjazz.ca. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. They never argue sports. They just explain while they're always correct. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. And we're back. Hey, we have a new listener. My brother Mike is listening in, I understand. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Uh, where did we leave that off? Uh, let's get back to that discussion, I think. We have a caller. Uh, John. John, are you there? Hi, John's here, yes. Yes, what's up, John? What's, what do you got to say? Well, I'm going to try to explain something. It's, it's a little difficult to get it out there. Don't make it too take... long, John. <laughs> no, I won't take long. But, you know, um, I was a professional steelworker, and, for example... There's new guys, they came in, and they tried to do so much, and, and we didn't like it, so we didn't produce. And if there was a, a boss that we didn't like, yeah. we wouldn't produce. So I'm trying to say is, mm. why aren't the, <laughs> why, like these professional athletes, they must feel human nature. For example, if when Clarkson come in, he was bleeding blue on the cover of the hockey news. Sure. He was making commercials. This is going to make people sick, but just by human nature. And, and... Carlisle, the coach, people don't like him. They just can't produce just by human nature. It's a, it's a big, relevant fact. And, and I just think all these things weigh in. There's a lot of sour grapes going on in the dressing yeah. room. I know it for, not for a fact, but I just feel it. There's something wrong in the dressing room. They made changes last year. Well, let's address that then. Let's address that. And uh, that's that's something that we've been kind of covering f- uh, pretty well the entire morning. Well, before and, we went to break, uh, we, yeah. we the name David Clarkson came up. Yes, and, uh, and it just came up again. And it just came it. up again. Yes. Um, Thanks, John. Your thoughts on the Clarkson signing and how that's panned out, Ness? Something tells me that I don't know this for a fact, but something tells me Clarkson came into the room and tried to uh, become the leader of the team. And I think he backed off at a certain point. He had a 10-game suspension at the beginning of the year uh, with that incident with John Scott where he uh, went on the ice and uh, uh, left the bench. I think he was designated the guy to lead this team in the dressing room, and I don't think that happened. I just just have that sense. So you really believe that Dave Nonis brought Clarkson in and signed him for $5.5 million because he thought, he thought Nonis thought that Clarkson was going to become the leader of the team? No, that's not. I didn't say that. Okay. I said that, that that Clarkson came in like that, and Clarkson scored. So in Clarkson's in Clarkson's mind, he was going to become the leader. Yeah, of Yeah, I team. think so. I really do. And his play has suffered, and he's he's not playing well at all. He looks absolutely terrible out there. Let's remind our listeners: the call-in number is four one six three six zero zero seven forty, or toll free one eight six six seven four zero forty seven forty. Yeah, going back to David Clarkson, um, my impression is that it w- if you look at his stats over his career, uh, he had one 
really good year, 30 goals, 16 assists that year. But other than that, he's essentially a 15 to 18 to 20 goal scorer over the course of his career. And I don't know in those stats how what justifies a $5.5 million, is it seven-year contract? Is it seven years? Or it's six either years? five or seven, but something uh, like that. But what justifies five and a half million dollars based on his career, his career stats? If a guy scores fifteen to eighteen goals, that's five fine. and a half hold million on, well, dollars. Hear me out. If a guy yeah. scores fifteen to eighteen goals, like, and he plays tough, he's he's a grinding type of player, and he gets the puck in the corners, and he. Backs up his teammates in a fight, or where he takes on somebody that, uh, and the team doesn't get picked on. There's guys that get picked on. Those type of players are invaluable. They're okay? not worth five and a half million. Uh, you know what? They're you not. Think, They're interchangeable there's parts. Of, there's a lot of players out there making four, four point five, yeah. four point eight that are that have twelve goals, or ten goals, or thirteen goals, or fifteen goals. If this guy was a two way player, right, and he killed penalties. He did all of that. He'd be worth, I'm not saying $5.5 million, but he'd be worth $4 million a year. You could sell it's, me on $4 million. You can't sell well, me on 5 and a half. And that's the Leafs. The Leafs have paid it and they've overpaid, yeah. right? And the thing pre- is, Clarkson has not shown any of that. He has not shown any of that. He's, is he injured? Well, he may be, but you know what? The Leaf, the whole Leaf lineup looks like they're injured <laughs> from Dion Phaneuf yeah. down. Like yeah. they, they all, they all look like they, uh, they're hurt or they want the season to end. See the way Nas put Phaneuf on a pedestal there from him down, him down. I like that. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, isn't he? Well, he's, exactly. he's second highest player, or highest paid. Does Kessel make more than Phaneuf? Kessel makes, makes more. more. Than so he's the second highest paid player in the on the Leafs. Anyways, there are there are other things that are going on in the yeah, world of, of sports. Yeah. There's the Masters coming up this week. There's the Blue Jays, uh, uh, FC, all kinds of different things in sports. But it looks like everybody still wants to talk about yeah, the Leafs. That's the thing too, Walter, is that you know we do promote ourselves as being you know there there will be no sport unturned uh, left unturned. But same thing, yeah. You <laughs> we have to we have to cover this is is obviously the hot topic and it's a top of mind situation with our listeners for sure. Well, I received an interesting message that uh, um, I want to put out there from a uh, from a uh, from a listener uh, wondering our email, uh, our email our email hot email topic of the week is it uh, that would be correct. Yes. It's from uh, this question or comment from Anjan Woodbridge, uh, why asking why no matter what players and coaches or GM we keep losing, is the media negativity in Toronto the real problem? Good question. Naz? Yeah, that is a good question. It sure looks that way, but I don't think it is. The media, if the Toronto Maple Leafs were winning and they were striving for a Stanley Cup, the media would be 100% back in. They're just telling the truth. That kind of supports the, the whole theory of what, uh, what Ange is saying, you know, basically, is the fact that the media does impact the performance of the Leafs. I mean, we're the media. And uh, like, not like, you know, well, they're going to win because we're peeved. But it's true. I mean, they play for the media. We had the front of situation that we talked uh, a little while ago, and that impacts the, you know, certainly the fans. Certainly, maybe impacts how Phaneuf comes out and performs. Now, what do you think? You've had you've had big issues with that. You've shaken you've shaken, I, I you have, shake your head every time that subject comes up. I, I have a different take on that. Um, media or media? Okay. Well, yeah, they're, they're going to sell a story, yes. and uh, or, 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 or 
sell a story or try and move up in, in the media world. Yes. Um, and the fastest way to sell a story, whether it's sports media or anything else, is to say something outlandish or be critical. Um, you know, patting people on the back generally isn't very newsworthy. Yeah, you love to be hated. That, that's the reality yeah, of the no, situation. You love to be hated, of course. So people like to people like to read uh, read certain types of stories or, or watch certain types of stories. And you know, are, are the media are the media negative in a certain sense? They're just reporting a story. Yeah, they're reporting a story, and no, the story right now is not good. No. So they're going to go out. In the mainstream media in Toronto, starting today and and really ramping it up tomorrow. No, you can't candy coat. They're they're no no you can't. Candy they're going to paint a pretty negative picture. Guaranteed, no but matter what, what. In essence, isn't that factual? No, you, no matter is, what. Is, is the picture positive exactly. right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs? No, you can't pick up a paper in Toronto today, this morning. There's not a paper in the in the city okay. that's going to say they did a good job, so, that they have potential. This that, now, does that impact how the players perform? Uh, I I don't think so. I'm not sure how much the players really. Really listen to sports talk radio, or really, really? Oh, they listen. Yeah, they yeah. Listen. Well, maybe they should stop listening. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> well, go back. No, don't ten stop years. listening, please. Right. No, go no, back ten years, know. and like that would. Well, have I'm had, talking about the players. Yeah. The Leafs but, would have been a different performance last uh, ten years ago. Uh, back, even back. Well, let's look at the right. back in the nineties. The media would have like they would have they would have at least put a fire under their butts, and but, uh, uh, you know one aspect of it I will agree with. Um, for the players, defend the players in this, in this respect. I mean, I, I've heard the argument a million times. They make a lot of money, yeah. But they make a lot of money, but the human beings too. Yes. So you know, they're affected by anything else. A human beings affected by yes. no matter how much money they make. But uh, is the media is the media a problem in Montreal? Is, well, is it not the it, same? Historic, presumably, it presumably the media in Montreal is is, is more ruthless than the media Brutal. in Toronto. And look at their performance. <laughs> they yeah. may be the only team that can beat Boston in the conference <laughs> There's now. Your proof. Yeah. There's your proof. But I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy this argument that we haven't won the Stanley Cup since yeah. 1967 because we have a negative media in Toronto. Well, I hated saying that about Montreal anyway. You yeah, know? No, exactly. Right. We've got Rob. Uh, he wants to uh, bring up uh, what Clarkson brings to the team. Rob, are you there? Yes. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Yeah. No, I just wanted to comment, guys. Uh, I played about nine years down at the East Coast League level, I, predominantly at the AA level. Uh, I was an enforcer. I, I fought nice. quite a bit in the junior level, sure. too, in, here in London. Uh, I just want to basically, I, I'm in my late 30s. I was just diagnosed uh, this past year with, uh, they're thinking that I've got early onset Parkinson's, but I've got a condition called dystonia. Sure. And it's basically my muscles lock up the back. My brain's not functioning properly from mm-hmm. uh, from what they think of years of multiple concussions and fighting. You know, to hear comments like that, you know, like David Clarkson, he brings a lot to the table yes. uh, at five and a half million dollars a year. And people are putting a price tag on it. You know, he, here's a guy that very well-rounded that can put the puck in the net, that can fight, that can play physical. You know, you, you fast forward the clock down. 15, 20, 30 years when Phil Kessel's on a golf course, and I'm not saying he's not going to be feeling anything. This is a very high-impact contact sport. We're seeing a lot out in the research right now in the medical field and stuff. To me, to put a price tag, I I would pay Clarkson that and even more. Well, well, let let me do this. Let me me pass that back to Naz because he was bringing it up, and we did have the discussion about Clarkson and and, and, his impact (coughs) on the game and, and the value that he brings to the team. Um, but you know, I, did, did we cover I, I thought that, that was a very, I thought that, that was a very good call. No, of course. Okay, no, I don't necessarily, I, I don't necessarily agree with uh, what the caller had to say, but 
I'm not going to disagree that Clarkson has had a good career yeah. in New Jersey, and he did bring a lot to the table when he played with New Jersey. He was obviously a very valuable member of that team. My quibble with it is I don't think he's played well this year in any facet of the game, quite frankly, and I think he'd be the first to admit it. If you if we had David Clarkson in the studio right now and you asked him, David, do you think you've had a good year? I think he'd be honest and he'd say, no, I can be better. And the other aspect of it, that aside from the fact that Clarkson has been a very valuable yeah. player in his career, is I didn't believe he was worth five and a half million dollars. So let's let's go. We're going to go to commercial, but when we come back, I think that the question can be, you know, where are the where are the, where are the Leafs' next step? I mean, they're going to be in a rebuilding process. How are they, how are they going to reevaluate the team? Let's let's go to commercial. We'll come back and we'll pick that up. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. A companion, a true companion, one that's there for you no matter what. That's what owning a pet brings to your life. And at Zoomer Radio, the new AM740, we want to help you find one. Visit our website as each week we profile a different pet of the week. Available for adoption at the Toronto Humane Society. Wonderful, loving companions who need homes. Maybe yours? To view this week's pet of the week, visit am740.ca. It's that time of year again. Time to float your fanny down the Ganny. The Gananaska River in Port Hope, only one hour east of Toronto. Join in the fun or watch along the riverbanks as brave souls careen their way down the raging Ganaraska River in canoes, kayaks, and crazy crafts. Saturday, April 19th. Call one port hope or visit floatyourfanny.ca. Check website for river conditions in case of cancellation. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Bond. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. We're back. Yeah, just a quick, uh, quick word. Uh, we do support the Naz and Wally uh, Sports Hour. We do support the uh, foundation uh, Fighting Blindness. 
And it's kind of close to two people involved with the show. Walter, uh, I'm just going to give you, uh, you want to say something about that before we move ahead? Very quickly, uh, for our listeners, uh, our charity of choice is the Foundation Fighting Blindness. This is a fabulous organization that's uh, helping uh, hundreds of thousands of Canadians uh, fighting vision loss. So check them out, www.ffb.ca. The Foundation Fighting Blindness. Yes, and just a reminder, everybody, you can find that link on our webpage. Just search out www.nasandwally.ca, and that will be on our homepage. And another reminder that uh, this is a call-in show. Feel free to give us a call at 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Where would we leave it off, guys? Let's pick it back up. Well, we're on the Clarkson topic. The Clarkson uh, topic. But you had, uh, in the break, you were uh, you had a comment you you were making about Joffrey Lupul, Naz. That yeah, sort I, of caught me by surprise. I think he's played his last uh, season with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's the uh, one player that uh, didn't have a really good season either, right? If you really look at it, Clarkson didn't have a good season, but Lupul did not either. Now, the reason why I say that is because they need help on D. And if you look at that team, the the Leafs, out of all the players, he's probably the most tradable guy. Um, They could get a decent defenseman for him. Sorry. Wally, uh, what do you think of Lupel? Because you've been, a, I was. Uh, I'm big a big. Fan jo- I'm you a big. Had him pick for Team Canada, by the way. <laughs> I'm a big Joffrey Lupul fan. I really. He left am. the speechless there for two yeah. seconds. Uh, nice. I thought. I thought we stole him when uh, when we got him here. Uh, didn't give much up to get him. I think. He, I think he's a highly talented, skilled player. Uh, I think he suffered from some injury problems this year. Um, unfortunately, those are excuses that uh, people don't want to hear in the world of sports. But uh, all these stories tend to come out after the season's over. Um, but I tend to agree with your analysis. Um, he's probably one of their most tradable commodities. We're gonna have to, yeah. He's got gonna... a he's got a reasonable contract, and you could probably get uh, a good defenseman for him. I, I we agree for once, Ness. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, it's the whole thing too. Is like we do. We have to get at some point in the discussion about how the Leafs are gonna you know end up next season, where they're gonna look. Uh, we got a caller, uh, Biagio. Biagio, you there? Hey, boys, how you doing? Good, good, good. Good morning. Uh, I good think morning. it was uh, Biology 102. <laughs> Here you if go. If, <laughs> stop cheating off me. Uh, hey. Yeah, you got a question for Walter or Naz? Well, an observation. I guess you guys want to talk about uh, the future. I think uh, we've solidified our future with the signings, the big signings we've made this uh, past year. And the investments that we've made are an indication of, uh, of what the future of the Toronto Maple Leafs is going to be. And I think it's going to be bleak for a long time. Ultimately, they're going to need a Philadelphia Flyer blow-up, get rid of uh, the important players that they thought would be important for their future, and reload. This team basically, uh, has said it all season long, has no identity, has no grit. They're a rush team, and as soon as they run into teams that play the trap and are able to slow them down, i.e. Winnipeg last night, yeah, they're finished. I probably agree with everything that caller just said. I I had a sick feeling about this team way from earlier in the year. When you're getting outshot by 10, 15 shots almost every game, there's something wrong. And this team held on by a thread until it could hold on no longer. Go ahead. You know what? Everybody talks like that, but last year, why why was last year so different? Because it was a 48-game schedule. That's what they say. 
Okay, because I had a, I had a sense of foreboding last year too that if had it had been a longer schedule, so would you like at the beginning? Maybe of the they season? wouldn't have hung in. So, boys, how do we fix this? No, no. <laughs> just, how do we fix this? No, at the beginning of the Bi- season, Biagio has said, "Yeah, retool, or we, reload, well, or re- re- I think we took we've the been show roll, out with reloading for fifty years. Exactly. Well, <laughs> uh, up until about uh, ten p.m. last night, I was I was concentrating on hoping they were going to win and uh, talking about our playoff run. Now, now I've got to reboot. My uh, my perspective here and start thinking about how we're going to fix this. And well, even last I, night, I haven't is, had is enough da- time. Is Dave Nonus the guy to fix this? No. There's a question. There's yeah, a right. really interesting question. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not sure that he is, but I haven't had enough time to think about this, think this through yet, and that'll probably be the topic of discussion for a few shows in in the next coming weeks. Is uh, who goes, who gets fired, and how do you retool this team? No, well, I haven't figured that one out but, yet. But, but do you have any? Do you have any inkling? I mean, obviously, when this well, season, I think Carlisle's gone. Oh, of course. But like, but you know, beginning of the season, and and we did have this yeah. discussion. We've been together. We've been talking about the Leafs. We've been talking about sports a long time together. And Naz usually has an incredible uh, uh, opinion about you name the team. Um, can't remember though, Naz, whether or not you felt that the Leafs were going to come out uh, with their guns blazing. Whether you were going to—I mean, last year I think we, you, you mentioned the fact that they had a potential or a possibility they could win a Stanley Cup. And you know what? You were probably something, closer than close with that last year. Something happened. Okay, at the beginning of the year, I, I said when Clarkson jumped on the ice to protect Kessel. Kessel was being attacked by. Uh, the idiot Scott in Buffalo. Yeah, and Clarkson, when he got a, he got a ten game suspension, which he shouldn't have. Uh, it turns out wasn't a good thing for him, but he was protecting his players. And I thought, you know what? It's about time the Leaf team stood up for their own players. They don't have that now. They really don't have that, and that's what bothers me about this team. They don't stick up for each, for each other. Naz, I want you to hold that thought. We've got a few minutes left. I do want to move on to some other topics about what's coming up in sports this sure. week. And uh, mark that one down. I think that should be first on our agenda for next week. Yeah, no problem. Perfect. Uh, we've got a few minutes left. I want to talk about a few things that are happening in, in sports this week. I thought we were going to have a leaf run to the playoffs, but I don't think that's happening, Naz. I think we've sort of uh, we've debated that one to death. I think, I, think, I think the Leafs are done. Second of all, it's Masters week which is really the, uh, the start of spring. I, I want to announce to our listeners that we've got a special guest next Sunday, John Steinbretter, one of the leading golf writers oh goodness, in yes. North America. Absolutely. He's going to be calling us from Augusta. Awesome. He's a feature writer for Masters.com. He's uh, agreed to come on our show next Sunday, and we'll be talking to him direct from Augusta next Sunday morning. A brilliant thing, yeah. Um, tonight, the phenomenon that is... WrestleMania, hard to believe, <laughs> 30th anniversary, still going strong. 70,000 crazies at the Superdome Listen, I'll be happy in New Orleans. When we get Sweet Daddy okay. Seek in here. I'm putting it yes. out here right now. Yes. Daniel Bryan is going to be the new WWE champion. The streak is going to continue. <laughs> the Undertaker is going to take Lesnar. And A.J. Lee is going to win the Diva Championship. I, I hear there's going to be a special appearance by David Clarkson. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, Blue Jays, uh, getting back. No, no, to, we're not finished with the rest. Getting yet. back to series. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, it's. No. I, I, I learned the shock of my life a couple of weeks ago. Somebody told me wrestling was fake, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> no, wait a second. 
It was like it was what like the day I about? found out Santa Claus <laughs> no. didn't exist, right? What, what are you talking about? Santa but Claus is real. All, all kidding, all kidding aside, you wrecked my the, day. The, the Hulkster I really took you. those vitamins seriously, didn't he? All, all kidding <laughs> aside, the only reason I bring it up is What's you know not business? not that it's a sports competition, oh, gosh, but Vince Mc. WrestleMania is a sports phenomenon. Yes, it is. It is. It's incredible that 70,000 people, yes. 70, people are going to go out tonight and have the time of their lives and be entertained. And? And it's not even real. I know. They, no, wait. No, wait. And what does that tell you? That you tells s- me Vince McMahon is a genius. What are you saying? Vince McMahon is one of the brightest sm- no. sports marketing guys in the world. Absolutely. You know, you're breaking my heart, Walter. Well, he is. No, I mean no, about he, the fact uh, that he, wrestling is not real. He I, just, I, well, Neil just, just learned that it's fake. Are you kidding me? Uh, Masters, you got any preliminary picks? Well, Golf? Let's, uh, let's talk about something I love. Absolutely. Yeah, My passion. Exactly. Who are your preliminary picks for the Masters, Ness? Well, the guy the guy I like to win is Graham Dillette. Um That's who I I'm think, pulling I think for. I think all Canadians for. are pulling for Graham Dillette. What do you think his chances are? Who's poised to win? I think he's going to be in the top... 15. Let's put it that way. I don't think he'll win it. But uh, but my pick is going to be Adam Scott. Oh, a double repeat. That's the yeah. first time it's happened in probably who? Who's the last double repeat? Was it Nick Was it Nick Faldo? Nick Could be Faldo. Nick Faldo. Yeah. yeah. Late 80s, 89, 90, something like that. Yeah. That's been a while. It's an oddity. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Who's your pick, Neil? I don't know. Me, Walter. Listen, oh. if you were out there, I would support you. If you're one of the amateurs um, <laughs> out there, you know, uh, you know, grip well, it. Well, let, let me it. tell you some of the guys I'm going to be looking at this week. Um, there's a young golfer. I, I'm just, I, I'm thrilled about him. I just love his game. He reminds me of a young Fred Couples as Jason Day. Yes, I, I think Actually, he, I yes. think he's an absolute treat to well, watch on a golf him, course. Do you, you, you think he's got a chance, or oh, yeah, absolutely, he's got a chance. I think he was in the thick of it the last last couple of times I'm around. I'm kind of with you in that, actually. And I've uh, noticed Mickelson, Phil the Thrill, uh, had a, had a pretty good weekend uh, this weekend. He's he's in the in in the mix. Kuchar's. Uh, uh, took off a little bit from him, but yes. uh, watch out for Phil. Phil's not bad. may have Phil, his, may yeah. have his game back. He exactly. I mean, he's one of those guys that's just going to malinger and stick around for a long time, like Jack, you know, and uh, be one of those legends. Well, he's a legend. What am I saying? I mean, realistically, I mean, this guy. Does and have a chance, uh, right? this will be the first Masters. Is this the first Masters without Tiger? Yeah. It's in been a long in time. how many years? Since 1995, I believe. Oh, he was my pick. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Tiger's hurt. Tiger's hurt, and uh, be interesting to see what the ratings are going to be without without him in it. He has been a long time since Tiger hasn't been there. Yeah, and, and it's, even when he was there, he wasn't there. Not exactly sure that. what that means, I, but you know, go ahead, Nez. Philosophical. Yeah, having not having Tiger there is going to affect the ratings. But you know, the Masters does draw well anyway, and I think it'll be uh, a great tournament. It always is a close. With about eight, nine guys uh, vying for it. So I don't see that changing. It's the opening of the golf season for everybody, when you come to think of it, except for Walter, who golfs 52 (laughs) weeks of the year. uh, I try. And the Blue Jays, what are your thoughts on the Blue Jays so far, Naz? I like what they're doing. I uh, am impressed. And the guy that's really turned it around is Cabrera. He looks like he's going to win a batting title because, uh, you know, he had a tumor in his back. He played all last year with that affecting him. And he looks terrific out there. And he the, really does. The reality is this team's gonna is gonna make or break it on pitching, I would guess. Uh, that's yeah, that's where they that's where up. they broke down last year. And what what's your impression of of the pitching so far? 
I think the pitching's all right. Uh, they maybe have a problem at uh, the fourth and fifth position, but the first three are uh, real good. Let's wind it up, guys. It was a great show, and we'll come back on that thought. We'll pick up on the Jays. Let's look forward to the Masters, and uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. See you. Talk to you next week. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.